Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wizwit Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Drew. With me, as always, I'm our co-host, Devin. We can just go home. And Ryan. Yeah, we were going to not do it tonight because flyers. Because uh, of inclement or, weather. Yeah. <laughs> inclement flyers. Inclement flyers. <laughs> uh, we are recording this directly after the flyers uh, game against Boston uh, on the third. And uh, it hasn't gone well. Uh, to say the least. Um, why don't we just jump right into it? As that's our first topic, anyways. Let's just do this. Um, yeah, so 12 seconds in the game, we got scored on. It's a great start. Uh, yeah, um, what was that? What was that about? This is a weird goal. Ghost gets beat, and then it, what, it tipped off a Provorov stick and went in? It was just weird. <laughs> Yeah, Provorov basically actually. So, <laughs> he didn't shoot. Don't, don't. Yeah, Ghost got walked. Yeah. He got walked pretty bad on that play. But, yeah, yeah it did just go off a of Provorov stick. That was just really bad, 12 seconds in. But then it just kind of continued for the rest of the period to, like, the last, the very last, like, 30 seconds. The Flyers, like, got seven shots on goal to tie the shots. <laughs> so, yeah. like, they woke up for 30 seconds. But that first period was... Like, pretty much what we've been seeing all season. It's just absolute disaster. Like, Detroit Red Wings level hockey ad. And then just for, like, a short spurt, they're the Flyers again, and they, they'll score a couple goals. But that was just really, really ugly and hard to watch. Yeah. Makes me sad. Like, it's – I don't know, like, it's – it's insane. Like the like our defensemen will will you know we'll win we'll get a puck, we'll win a puck battle in our own zone. They'll pass it to the other D man, who will then immediately throw it up the boards to no flyers forward to be found anywhere in sight, but like three ruins. So I and they I just wonder get the, and it starts all over again. I wonder because this does happen a lot. I wonder if they're doing something in practice that's not transitioning into the game, and I don't know if it's the defenseman not getting it or the forwards not getting it or because like the forwards so, are like hey there's these other guys on the team and you know what are right, on the other like the like the other guys you know what i mean the other team and they're just like i don't know what to do now and everything that we tried to do in practice i'm just gonna throw out the window i heard an interesting theory um i forget where i heard it and i never really researched it so it's perfect for me to talk about it um that the the way the Flyers were playing last season before the COVID stoppage, they were doing um, like a two one two four check, mm, um, I... and then which what ended up happening after the stop, uh, AV changed it to a one two two. I mm -hmm. I guess the thinking was that in order to do the two one two, you have to be like extremely fit and and have high conditioning, which was like the whole point of it. It's like the whole, I totally talked about last year about AB's practices and his training camp about how there was like really focused on conditioning, but couldn't do that in the bubble. They didn't have enough time. And, uh, and, and the same thing with this season, they had a really short training camp. They don't have really any practices. So there's literally been like a tactical change that, so they, they really are playing a different style than they were when they were on a 10 game winning streak. I wonder. I do remember seeing that tweet. I, I wonder. Like a tweet. Yeah. 
if the Flyers will ease back into it as they get their conditioning back. I, 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 like, I, that's the hope. I think, I'd like to see it. I mean, we're going to touch on like how the Flyers have played recently. We're going to mainly talk about this game for a little bit, but I think that kind of leads into... I think that leads perfectly into something later, because if the Flyers can play like they are now and still somehow find ways to at least get points... Um, which are finding ways to win games, but they're finding ways to get at least get points, especially against Boston tonight and uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, if they could switch back to get that a high-pressure forecheck and become the team that we know they can play as, they could potentially be lightning-esque. Uh, so it's tough. Is there definitely? Yeah, go ahead. Just say they're definitely getting. I feel like beat defensively, like tonight. Even, like, through the middle of the game, they were definitely getting bailed out by oh, yeah. Carter Hart. Like, I mean, that's great that you have a goalie that can do that, but... What I was going to talk about when I thought they were going to win <laughs> was about how basically... So, like, I was going to go on a big rant about how this is why having a good goalie is hugely important because the Flyers got crushed in the first period, and if they had an average goalie or even, like, a slightly above-average goalie, you know, they should have been losing by three goals. But instead, they were down by one. It gave them time to, to answer in the second and the third. But they ended up losing anyway. But, um, but yeah, to your point, they're definitely getting bailed out by, by their goaltending, like, the whole season. Like, they're, they're seven, and not two, and two, Carter. and it's... It's two awesome games by Elliot. Elliot's both both of Elliot's starts were he played on top of his head. Yeah. I don't know why that's an expression. And and Hart stole a couple games. He stole a game in Pittsburgh and um I don't know. I think one of the, the Devils the first Devils game, they got like extremely outshot. It was right? like three so, one, yeah. Yeah. I think um a lot of people like, the Islanders, first game against the Islanders he needed to. I think you tweeted yeah. it out, Dev, that we got two very different Flyers teams tonight. And it felt like, even through the midway through the second, a lot of people still felt like they were playing really bad. And I think the re like, I think midway through the second, they, were, they weren't playing bad. They were just playing very boring. And they had an atrocious first period. So it just felt like that carried so, over. I'm looking at the game flow chart, and it, it's pretty funny to look at. So, uh... Like in the first period, it's just it just craters down to to the Bruins. Like they're just getting all the shots, and then the very end, it's just like a it's just a rocket ship up for the Flyers, right? And then most of the second, it's actually kind of even. Um, and then the Bruins take over for like a minute, and then the Flyers take over for the rest of the period and they score the goal, right? So, um, which was by Kevin. Hayes. Like the second period wasn't. Second period, it basically ended up being pretty even, but it was leaning flyers for the second half of it. So it was just, but by comparison to the first period, it was a, a humongously better. Like it was just the first period was so bad for the majority. I mean, they came out kind of even just because of the they had like a uh, a flurry at the end. But if you take away like the last minute of the period, it was just a clinic by the Bruins. Yeah, and then but it's but yeah, it's been really frustrating. It's the last few games. I feel like they're starting to come online a little bit, but it's still not there. 
I feel like that's a lot of teams throughout the the entire league. I, I mean, I think teams are starting to figure it out now. But I think having, but they only had two weeks, right? No preseason games. Yeah. I think like during a regular season, they get pretty much a whole month. Did, mm, essentially. Yeah, they get six or seven. They get six or seven preseason games, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's a whole month. The full training. Camp, so the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So like, I was willing to yeah, give them like that, a fifty-man roster and work their way down to twenty. Correct. I was willing to give them some leeway there, especially with them still winning games. And I think after the 10-game mark, now it's kind of like, figure your shit out. I think... They're also... They're missing Coots, which is a big deal. That's what I was going to say, is that they are missing their best forward, arguably. They are missing their... So this is a game where, like, Coots is insanely important against teams that have... A very good top line, like yeah, the Bruins. And, well, see, and you you really do realize that because when Kevin Hayes took that penalty like late in the third, then all of a sudden you don't have Katori because Coots and uh, Kevin Hayes are your your big forward penalty killers. Now you just you're already down Coots, and now you just lost Hayes. Yeah. Coots isn't like. Coots isn't an offensive power. Like, he's good offensively. Mm-hmm. He's not bad by any means, but like he just he just he's a he controls the game. Yeah, he can when the team when it, like he prevents the team from snowballing out of control like we mm-hmm. keep seeing the Flyers do. And there and there's also just a, a a butterfly effect throughout the lineup when he's out because when he's in you have a shut down, you have a sulky winning centerman who can just at least neutralize the perfection line or whatever, or at least skate with them and, and keep them from dominating. And then that allows, you know, Kevin Hayes's line to thrive against a, a Bruin second line. Whereas when he's out now, you know, you got your first line kind of punching above its weight and, and it just kind of trickles down the line. I think the biggest thing that Coots brings to a team is not just neutralizing a top line, but he'll also spend two or three shifts in the offensive zone against their top line. Because mm-hmm. he's able to, to, to take the puck away yeah. in the neutral zone, do well enough on the forecheck, and obviously he's playing with skilled player. He's not playing on the third line anymore. He's playing with the top tier of the Flyers, and they're able to pin that best line in the offensive zone, you know, for at least a couple shifts a game. And that's, that's why a I hate difference. it. Look, like last year, Jim Jackson gave him the nickname Dr. Coots, because, like, every player well, just, everybody... was just the best nickname ever. Every, every player every... that plays with them has a, has a great game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whenever the player was in a slump, you put him with Couturier and have him playing, you know, his best hockey again. People, but um, that's all, the there's after. there's there's starting to be a section of the the fan base that I see on Twitter from time to time that actually thinks it's a good idea to trade Sean Couturier because we're getting to a point where he's going to need a new contract soon, and he's. I think he's what 28 29 so he's gonna get paid and it's games and and the start to the season that they're having it's it's very apparent that the flyers unless they unless you're trading for like barkov or somebody like that you're not you need a guy like sean couturier i don't on the team. I, I think <laughs> couturier other than carter hart is the least expendable player on your roster of course, the yeah. The section of Flyers Twitter who thinks that's a good idea is... Is the people who got booted off the The opposite 
They're not. No, they're actually not. They're not the Facebook people. They're like they're, they're on Twitter. They're the other. You'd they're the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, you see a lot of people. I, I just feel like a lot of the fan base spends time yelling at the clouds, and then these these people that have these insane ideas dwell in that that part of the you know part of the fan are. base. They're the people. I that, need, they're the I people need. that call in to Sports Talk Radio. I don't, but like the I, the people I've seen tweet this are not like WIP callers. They're they're dorks. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to put it. But no, like, I need I need Flyers fans to stop thinking about the cap and thinking about contracts because like it's the Flyers are fine. Like they really you are. can, especially you can, when you consider all the ramifications from the pandemic. I think the Flyers are. Yeah, as and, far and as him, but, wise, they're they're in a really good spot. They're capped out. Like they're gonna be capped out every year, as long as they're a good team. It's kind of what you want them. But to they're do. not capped out in a way where they can't maneuver out of it. No. Like you know, they're the worst contracts that are team on the team are Kevin Hayes and JVR and Voracek, and those are all movable pieces like, like if you and, wanted to trade one of those guys you definitely could and, they, and again i'd rather have dead money tied up into well, quote unquote dead money like you're overpaying maybe these guys by a, a, a mil or so or two mil or whatever but i'd rather have mo- that money tied up in those players than your latera and chris vandevelde and andrew mcdonald right. like legitimate players who are players who legitimately can't play i think the most important like, thing real quick because I noticed this when I was pulling stuff up for the for like getting ready for the pod is you just named like three of the most uh, like highest played players on the team and they're one two and three in points on the Flyers. Yeah, followed by followed by Drew. By the way, followed by Drew. So your top four highest paid players are your top four point getters, which is great. But even if they weren't, it wouldn't be a big deal. No. Like it's. People had like have always been in love with Kutz's contract, and that's coming to an end. Like he's always been an insane value, and like it really, when we were stuck with Andrew McDonald, and that wasn't the reason why we were bad because we had Kutz on a that Kutz's contract canceled it out. Like mm-hmm. there was other reasons for it. I mean, it was just something to complain about because the Flyers were bad. But now it's that's going to come to an end, and he's going to get paid what he deserves. You know he's going to make probably eight or ten million and be overpaid, but it's going to be fine. <laughs> like the <laughs> like the whole the whole model is you underpay your young kids who are their cheap contracts that are playing above their contract. You overpay the old people. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense, but that's how it works. So everyone just needs to relax about contracts. I'm sick of the doom and gloom about them. Just just. I think Stop if you really, I think if you now. really wanted to to move these these players, you could too. You might be getting back yeah. less than what they're yeah. worth, but if you really wanted to move on from like let's say Jake Voracek, you you could. The other like thing it's not like an immovable piece. Is there's an expansion draft coming up? Like we're gonna lose yeah. somebody. Yeah. And it, I think it honestly, I said this last year, and this was when JVR was. You know, kind of in a slump. I think it might be JVR. I still think or... it might be JVR, to be honest with you. I think he's playing like this. 
it's going to be JVR. And I, I, listen, even if he, even if he just like eventually kind of just settles in and, and finishes the season on you know whatever a thirty goal pace is, right. fifty six games, which is pretty much what he does every year except for last year, like it's going to hurt losing JVR. Absolutely, Only people realize that. Like he's very good at what he does. He's not he's not a top six player. He, I mean, he puts up top six numbers, but he does it in a third line role. But he is such a dark horse weapon to have on your team when you have JVR on your third line potting 30 goals. The (laughs) best way to describe the way he plays is he's not a highlight reel player. Right? He's not going to go out there and dance and do these crazy, like, moves through three people and then score. He's not going to come out there and sit there with a big-ass one-timer, big-ass slap shot. Doesn't, doesn't have lightning speed. <laughs> he doesn't have lightning speed. He's going to do what he does well, which is set his ass in front of the net, deflect pucks, get rebounds, be dirty, be greasy, which, uh, not to be that guy, is classic Flyers hockey. You know, I'm glad we brought up JVR because he was the best player in this game. Like, yeah. the, by far. Maybe yeah. hard, but yeah, every... 1A, 1B. One A, one B, Hart and JVR. Yeah, because I like he pretty much. Ha- I'm not even. I'm not sure if it's 100 percent true, but I'm pretty sure he had a hand in every goal. Um, I can check. I know the Faraby goal he did. He like won a puck battle in the defensive zone. Um. Yeah, for a check goal, he like was a one man for check, mm-hmm. caused the turnover. So yep. he's been this whole season. He's been the best. The pretty much him and and knack <laughs> and but the fourth line the fourth line and jvr have been the only you know, people succe- succeeding in four checking something there's something about albe kubel that i don't like anymore and i don't know yeah. if it's just him playing dumb like in in key moments like he took the the, the penalty that led to the second goal correct yeah it was a bad penalty. where yeah. he just like held on to the puck was like i don't want to drop this thing i'm gonna carry it for a second and then pasta scores what like two seconds into the power play three seconds into the power play like, just a bad he's a time great, for He's the, a good fourth line. Bad time for Tony. Yes. Yeah. What is this, his second actual season of being yeah. on the big club, right? Yeah. Like He's, he's taken he's a lot of – I feel like that's six. been him all season. He's He's been, like, he's been pretty decent, but he's taken a lot of costly penalties. I think – You know what he reminds me of? Who's that? Like, a not dirty – Piece of trash, Zach Ronaldo. <laughs> yes, because he he likes to throw the body around. Because Zach Ronaldo was he, he yeah Zach Ronaldo was thing. You want there like a job. You want to have guys that do that throw the body around, but you also want to make sure they know how to play too. Right, you don't want them taking head. But Nack has some skill. Like yeah, he's he does. just stupid. Yes, it's, but like he cannot be stupid eventually. So like I think the tools are there, and on learning, the fourth line, learning I mean, phase. That's, I have a question. Just when the when the Flyers are healthy, and that fourth line is is Lawton, uh, Raffle, Knack, it's a really good fourth line. I have a question, just because yeah. it's 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 uh, eluding my mind. Is Bunneman really our best option with Frost out? Do we not have another person we could take out from the Phantoms? Where am I just? I mean. It? Well, you're missing you're missing Coots and Frost off the roster, so you're Correct. down to your third. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the taxi squad. 
So that depth got, got eaten yeah, up pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, eaten up pretty quick. But is it, I, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like I'm missing somebody in my head. Uh, but well, then there again, there is um, Korinsky, but I don't know if he's. Now you know what it is. I'm still in my head that we have like Tyler Pitlick and like all that insane yeah, fourth, gone. insane bottom six depth that we had last year after the deadline with Gray and Thompson. Yeah. So that's what's happening. That's the nah, issue. That's fine. what. That's the I'm issue you're gonna run into. Things. Because last year we, we we had a lot of uh, signings that filled in the bottom six depth, Correct. and this year it's more about youth, our home yeah our homegrown yeah. options. So you're gonna get that that was growing uh, those growing pains like with the yeah. dumb penalties with uh, Kubel. Yeah, no, that's that that's just me just being tired and forgetting things. But yeah, no. so the the taxi squad had at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Um. Alex Lyon, who's a goalie. Um, Andy Andreoff. Andy Andreoff. Andreoff, Sam yep. Moran. <laughs> Sam Moran. Like, Carson Torwitzki. Sam Ward. Connor Bunneman. Nate Prosser. All right. So uh, we don't on, the Phantoms, on the Phantoms, you have Pascal LeBerg. Uh, they don't give me positions here, and I forget what some of these guys play. So Mason Millman, Roddy Ross, Felix Sandstrom, Zade Winston, Linz- Wisdom. Yeah. Okay, we don't. Uh, Linus Sandin. Nope. Tyson Forrester. Derek Pouliot. What? He's old, isn't he? Um, I feel like he's not actually. He's... Wyatt, Wyatt. I love, by the way, so many alliteration names here. Wyatt Wiley. Mason Millman. Roddy Ross. I hope these guys. Wyatt Wiley. Like Coyote. Coyote. <laughs> I think Wyatt, I think uh, Wyatt is a defenseman. I feel like Pouliot. You said Pouliot. I feel Derek like Pouliot, he's not yeah. actually. Yeah. I feel like he's not actually. I feel like he's like on the books, but he's not actually on the team. Like I think he's either retired or like he's not playing. He's twenty seven. Why does he feel like he's like thirty eight? I feel like he's. I thought he was like maybe there's another Derek Pouliot. <laughs> there is another Derek Pouliot. Wait, That's wait a minute. <laughs> there has is to there be because there, another... there is another. No, this is the Pouliot that oh, played for hockey reference for Pittsburgh and Vancouver. This is the guy you're thinking of. There's one. Yeah, what? Just, well, he joined. Hey, he's only been playing since 2014. It's I don't know. All right, we're getting so old. I guess it, it, we're, we're in so far off track. What? What? I feel like it's like Sean Couturier though, because like Sean Couturier feels like he's been playing forever, and he's only 20. But Sean Couturier has been playing since he's been 18. Yeah, this guy yeah. Is, uh, this guy's been playing since he was 18, but like in the background. I just have so. How did we get here? Uh, this is this is the this is how this is how I would run the podcast, Drew. It was like I know, I know. Ramble yeah, endlessly about nothing. It's so <laughs> true, but we, we have yeah, no everything that we're doing is good. We're just like so far away from where I thought we'd be right now. <laughs> I don't know how Joel we got Farabee. here. Joel Farabee scored a beautiful goal. Yeah, that was a fucking rocket. Yeah. Um, that was the third goal. Voracek scored our second goal. Uh. It's good it, to see him coming along. Uh, yeah. I mean, playing great. Yeah. Keeps it up. I think that uh, Faraby is uh, a special talent. And uh, other big things to come from him. Dev says he's or our Bolton, next sniper, TV. right? Dev, we have our yeah, I hope so. <laughs> if, he's, if, he's, if he's Simone Gagne. Those are some know, big shoes to fill. Love that. Um, so, I... I I want to finish with tonight's game real quick. Like I would just want to, I want to finish talking about it, and then we can move on from this travesty. Um, 
dumb things lead to the Flyers losing. Think about this for a second. The holding of the puck by Nag leads to. to the second power play. I know, but we have to. We have to. We have to work through this together. Okay, this is a safe space. Um, the the Hayes penalty was a weak slash or a hook. It was a hook, but it was a hook. In all fairness, it was a hook. Yeah, it was weak, but stick it, in there. it absolutely it was, was weak. A hook. I, I, I'll give that one. The ref just yeah. it was weak, but it was a hook. But the thing was, is the puck goes to the point. Flyers block a shot. It somehow goes to another Bruins player. Which gets blocked, which then leads to Pasta to an empty net with 14 seconds left to tie the game. Well, actually, a lot of people uh, were saying that um, beforehand, when uh, the Bruins went offside, that Marshan like intentionally did that. Yes. And if you intentionally, you know, make the play go offsides, it the faceoff's supposed to be on the other end of the ice in your zone. The problem. Uh, I don't think that would have made a difference because the Flyers actually stopped them from coming in the zone like three right. times, and then they had like two or three opportunities to score in the empty net, and they did it. So the the thing about yeah. that that's another dumb thing. Offside, don't stop <laughs> scoring in the empty net. Dumb. Is you can yeah, argue were... it wasn't intentional. It clearly was, but you can argue it wasn't, and that's. I guess problem. that's what they were going with. Yes. They kind of gave it to them. I mean, you can't sit there and say that that's the reason. But why to make they, things worse, because they tied it, but that it kind of just feels like yes. that's piling on. But the, the, well, let me pile on some more because here's to make things worse. Um, with seven seconds left, Lawton, for God knows why, decides he's going to drive why. a shoulder into a player that doesn't have the puck. I'll tell you why, because he got beat. And he saw that the last man back was Braun, who skates about as fast as a snail stuck in molasses. So he's mm-hmm. like, fuck, I gotta take this penalty or we lose. So there's a power play going fall, into OT. Yeah. And then the OT opened with a power play, and bad thing happened, and we take a point instead of winning a game. I feel like he almost didn't realize how much time was left like when he took that penalty, because at first it just seems like... He was just gonna let him go because I guess he thought there was like two seconds left, and then yeah, I feel like it was like... so bizarre. He, like, it it was looks... weird. It looked like he stopped playing for a second. It was like, oh crap. I feel it, like yeah, the he absolutely had to do that at that point because there was no way Braun was winning that puck race. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Eddie O was like, oh, he had Braun right there. I'm like, Braun wasn't there. <laughs> Braun won the puck race because Lawton tackled the guy. <laughs> like he was gonna get blown out. Yeah, but still. You let you let Braun it's a bad penalty to take. I don't I don't think yeah. it was a bad penalty. I'm just you big, just asked why. I was Flyers do big dumb lose game. I think the, the I'm I'm ready to move on from this game, but I, I want to take this game to transition. Okay, watch this. I think this game is the perfect example of the opposite of what we were going to talk about next. Because the jerseys, we forgot to talk about the jerseys. Wait, Re- they look great. I, retro. I think they jerseys. look great. Okay, I think they look good too. They're just cursed Everyone now. Knows. They are. I just now. so I wasn't really sure. I wasn't sure what to think of them when they released them. I was kind of like in, back in, and forth, back and forth, and then I finally saw them in game, and I think they're all right. They're I think they good. they nailed they nailed the concept. The orange is perfect. I, I love the way they look. I've I've I was like you, Dev. I was iffy. I wasn't sure. Now that I've seen them in a game, actually not like uh, rendered the photo. You know what I mean? Not you know touching yeah. photoshopped or anything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now it looks great, and I think I think they nailed the concept. I think a lot of people are giving them flack, and I, I think it's well. It's, well, uh, now they're now sick. they're cursed. So they're well, now they're cursed. But that's a different thing. <laughs> Anyways, 
away from the jerseys because you interrupt my perfect segue. Okay. We were going to talk about how the Flyer struggles, but they get the Ws, right? And how generally they get massively outshot on average. Flyers somehow magically worked out the first period to, to be tied in shots or one under in shots or something like that. They did, because of the power plays, I, I feel, uh, get outshot towards the end um, to, to kind of skew the numbers a little bit. But the Flyers rebounded from the terrible beginning, was up 3-1, to one, scored three unanswered, and then did the dumbs, right, to, to lose the game basically in overtime. But I think the, the Flyers have struggled consistently game in and game out. They've only outshot their opponent one time, I believe is what yeah. they were saying, because they definitely didn't outshoot the Boston tonight. So one time in, what, 10 games, 11 games, 11 games? The wet team was the Devils. Yeah. Who are bad. Correct. Um, right now, uh, before tonight's game, the Flyers are averaging 23.6 shots for per game and having 33.7 shots against per game. That's it, You can't be outshot by 10. That's just terrible. That's horrible. Like I was saying, they are playing horrible defense. As Devin was saying, catching up, aren't catching up yet. They're playing Red Wing caliber hockey. Yeah. And they're only getting bailed out by Carter Hart. With the exception and Brian of the and Brian Elliott. With the exception of one thing, though, they're converting the low amount of shots that they get into goals. They have 3.5 goals for per game, three goals against per game. Again, that's going to change tonight because um, obviously they only scored three. They gave up four. That's how math works, right? Well, that's because the because they they are a good team. Their forwards so, are good. They just haven't been playing to the best of their abilities for an entire game yet. Before I let you two go, be, like go on your your talks. Oh, here. I, I, yeah, no. Um, what what I'm saying is this. Here's my philosophy to to why we should not be worried currently to wh- the way the Flyers are playing. I think. A lot of it has to do with the no training camp, the changes to this, uh, the system that they did uh, that we talked about earlier. But I think it's something that can be said is, is good teams win games. Championship teams win games they shouldn't win. And that's why I don't think we should be worried about them. I think they've got the pieces. They just got to put it all together, right? I think they're finding ways to win when they shouldn't win. And I think they're, there's only up from here. For the Flyers. Discuss. So, sort of agree, but they're also, tonight, they found a way to, to lose when they should have been able to close that one out. Uh, Even the best teams will lose a game. I mean, that's fair. But I'll also say, too, I, I mostly agree with that. I just am not confident okay. that the current pieces on defense. I, I have an example, a perfect example, and it's not a hockey example. Uh, of of why why that way why great teams can lose games and why championship teams find a way the first Super Bowl that the Patriots and the Giants had against each other or sorry the second one uh, when the 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 Patriots were undefeated going into the game and then here's Eli Manning who is the, the dumbest person in the world figures out a way to beat Tom Brady for second time because championship teams find ways to win. But an undefeated team, doesn't matter how good you are, you can always lose. Yeah, but... Uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> we need... We need we're going to need better pieces than, than Gustafson on defense. I don't and disagree with that. And Braun. I think so, that the pieces are mostly there, just not 
all the way there. Here's my concern. Okay. I get the the fact that there wasn't a preseason, like, and, and it's taking some time for teams to work through. I, I know that there's been other great teams that have looked bad um, at times. You know, like, the, the, Av, the Avs haven't looked great in all their games. I get that keeps getting thrown out there. But, like, it's not like the Flyers didn't get a training camp and everyone else did. So presumably this should be a problem that faces all 31 teams. And if, if the Flyers look sloppy, so should the other team. And they should be even in shots. They should be getting outshot. And outshot badly every single game. And it's not like uh, they just don't look like they at times for long stretches they look like they can't even function <laughs> like yeah, they've they had several periods where they've had like two or three shots um and then they're winning games because for short spurts they're they're turning it on and like suddenly they're good and they do have good all around forwards throughout their lineup so they're able to capitalize on the small amount of opportunities that they've had but that's not going to continue you can't I forget what their shooting percentage is, but it's like twenty five percent or something, which is insane. Um, it's that like you can't expect that to continue. That being said, I don't expect this them to play like this for the whole season. So, um, yeah, there's do... there's two sides of the coin there, but yeah, I am definitely concerned at this point. I mean, I wasn't five games in, but now whatever we're what, eleven games in, I'm I'm starting to. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing though. You 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 give them that excuse five six games in didn't get a training camp whatever now we're starting you know we're one we're about one fifth of the way through the season already because it's a shortened season i get they've been missing couturier but you can't be looking this bad for parts of game granted like you said, they're they're managing yeah, you're missing couturier you should be able to dominate buffalo and new jersey still yeah yeah easily and, and they're still winning these games but they shouldn't they, they should be dominating. They should be dominating. So, at least at this point. Here's when I'll be worried. After the 18th. That's what, uh, two, four, six, seven games from now. Right? We've got Boston on Friday. You've got the Capitals on Sunday and Tuesday. You've got Devils on Thursday and Saturday. And then on Tuesday and Thursday, the week after, you got, on uh, the 16th and the 18th, you got the Rangers. Right? You're playing four games against bad teams. You're playing three games against the other top two teams in the division, right? If you you've already stolen two point, well, you stolen the first the first point off of Boston tonight. You lost that point. If you can win against Boston on Friday, you got to presume that Elliot's probably going to get the start. Then would be my guess. I don't think no, it's probably not. I don't think it's necessarily I, the right play. I don't think. Wait, th- yeah, this Friday. This yeah, Friday. I think they give it to Hart. I think they give it to Hart. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna lean on Hart. Like the, the, the Elliot got a one start because it was a back to back, and he got another start because like yeah, you had to get there was no preseason game, so you had to get him in. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't think Elliot's gonna go come in every two or three games. I don't think that's the plan. But I think like Hart's gonna carry the workload, and no, I think Elliot will come in on back to backs. I don't. Yeah. Which there are a lot of those. So, so here's he'll the come thing: in a lot. The, the Flyers don't have another back to back until at least March. There's no back-to-back in February, right? 
Well, he'll definitely get a start between. He'll get a February start. But he'll he'll I, get a start in like, one of the Sabers or Devils against Boston. He'll yeah. He'll get a start within the next seven games. Yeah, so. he'll probably okay. be against the Devils or the Rangers. Or the Rangers. Or... That's fair. You know, you know, Sabres depending on obviously too. depending on the the type of game that Carter has, that kind of stuff too. Yeah, there's a lot of things in play when you have a 56 game season. If you can beat Boston. If you can take one from the Capitals and, you know, have a close game for the other one. You know what I'm saying? The the, the game on the 7th on Super Bowl Sunday is a 12 p.m. start, so it's going to be a weird game. Uh, you have to beat. You have to beat the Devils twice and the Rangers twice. There is no excuse to lose a game. Now, and this this time around, I want to see... I want to see them the control... I want to see them control the game for those four games. I, I don't want this correct. This so kind of garbage they're playing right now. I will say that the last three games, so um, or not, last four games, there have been three games that have looked all right. So it was the last game against the Devils, mm -hmm. which I believe was the first game where they outshot their opponent. They then had a terrible game against the Islanders, but won. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Thanks to overtime. Um, like that first game. Well, that first game, the Islanders just controlled play the entire game. The Flyers were lucky to be tied. And then the thing with the Islanders is they're a great five on five team. But as soon as you take five on five away from them, they're they, you kind um, of like steal their superpower. So three on three, it it's. They are different. That, <laughs> They're just different. That <laughs> overtime goal but, too by Lawton was a great uh, exercise of patience. But the, I think the biggest thing is uh, who's it? Varlamov? It's not Varlamov, is it? Their main yeah. starter. I mean, yeah, he's Varlamov. their goalie, but yeah, I think I think he was yeah. playing then. Yeah, he was playing that night because they had the backup and the, the next night he dropped so early, and Lawton was like, "Okay, I'm going to skate two feet to my left and score now." You know I feel like I mean? that was all their their. Yeah. There were players in that zone. They were all just dropping, like yeah. Except somebody yeah, I think went down. That's how they play. <laughs> but when, when it's five on five, that kind of works. Like the Islanders, the Islanders are a very structure-based team. They're you know we're gonna we're gonna you're not gonna get any opportunities against us, and we're gonna counterattack and frustrate you and make right. you take penalties and then score in our power play. Like that's that's how they work. They're very good at it. But that's what I'm saying. Like as soon as you get to OT. That kind of goes out the window. There's so much room. They can't play like that anymore. And you could tell in both overtimes, their strategy was basically get to the shootout. Um, and it didn't work both times. But the, So the Devils game was good. First Islanders game, terrible. You were lucky to win. Second Islanders game, the Flyers actually, that was their best game against the Islanders in two years. Like, it was good. They deserved to win that game, and they did. Um, and then tonight terrible first period but after the first period the flyers actually were kind of even with boston there was there was waves which is normal in a hockey game but waves of flyers waves of bruins but it wasn't just like it was it was it looked like it looked like the two top teams in the division playing each other for the periods two and three so i will say that lately over the last four games it does seem like they're starting to figure it out which is a good sign, but like if that doesn't continue, like they they need to. Katori is out another week. They need to figure this out before he comes back. Like it's you can't just expect Katori to come back and be like, oh, all the problems are solved. Kutz is back. Like mm -hmm. 
Right. He, he will make you from a decent team to a great team, but it's so that that would problems be, are there either with Boots. That would game. be great if they figured it out and then you add your first line center back back into the mix. Correct, and I mean he's gonna be slow coming back more than generally just because he's coming off an injury and they don't really have the grit like the practice time that they he played one do. game too. He's played two. Didn't games. have any preseason games. No, he got hurt on his first shift in the game too. He played twenty seconds. Okay, well that's fair. Game two. I'm literally looking yeah, at the stats so and it just says two, but you were correct. Yeah. Yeah. He started. No, he has. Yeah, technically that. He has played in two games, game. but he's played <laughs> one full game. Yes. Um. Yeah. So they are undefeated with Coots in the lineup. <laughs> so, yep. But um. Because <laughs> you brought up a few times the defense, which is definitely something we'd like. The top four right now with Ghost and Myers, Sandheim and Provorov is decent. Um, Ghost is definitely Ghost and Sandheim are definitely the weak points of that. Sandheim is great, but he definitely just has some having, it's young, a, it, it, young yeah. D-man mistakes. Um, but uh, physically, he's a, he's I would just a like to say good what player. About the but the bottom pair is so bad. I would like to talk about, or I'd like to say one thing about the defense. And that is, uh, I'm Niskanen, Matt Niskanen. That is all. Yeah. I, my concern with Ghost is that he's generally played good in the games that he's played in. I just am scared relying on that because we can see, we, we've seen how quickly that, that can change. And I know there was other factors behind that. There was injuries and and him losing confidence and all that. But I'm just, I'm nervous with him if he is Ghost is... Our, our first to, the thing with Ghost is he's going to make mistakes that lead to goals. He's going to get walked and look I'm, really bad. I'm fine. I'm that's generally gonna fine. Happen, even, yeah. when he's at, even when he's at his best. Like, that's just going to happen. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm generally he's, fine but with he, that. He, Just as long as he's not his making... His net impact on the team will be good. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, that's the thing. And yeah, back when he was explain, playing but... his 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 best hockey, you would still get those those big defensive zone mistakes. And I'm fine with that. And that's why he was always a polarizing player. Like people, people, even Ghost was like rookie of the year candidate, and you know put up 65 points at one year. People still hated him because like yeah, he, he he makes bad like when he's forced to play actual defense, like he's not he's not the best. But there, there was the one year um, where he had I think. 65 points or something one of those one of those years where he was really yeah. good he played a great two-way game and yeah sometimes he gets burnt on those bad plays but again as long as he's playing a good overall two-way game i'm fine with the occasional like tonight on the first goal he got burnt i'm fine with that if if it's like a once in a while kind of deal or you know it, it as long as he's generally playing good but we've seen over the past couple years Sometimes those plays happen, and then he plays like garbage for a while. So, for the most part, I've been big in in the avid advocation of get him out of here. Uh, I've been on that boat for a while. Um, that being said, I think he's played great since he's come back. I, or yeah. I, I think he looks good. He's he has played a bit better defensively than what we're used to seeing. Obviously, the points aren't coming. I'm not really expecting them to, especially not at the pace that he was. <laughs> Um, early on in his career, he's got one point right now in five games, but he's making plays happen. He's 
creating offense. He's getting shots towards the net, and he's getting good shots towards the net, and getting them on net, which was key when he when you know the Flyers actually do get shots on net. I was never like against. I was gonna say I was never like on like the the never against trading ghost. Like if you were always gonna get good return for him, I was always for okay, you know, do it if you're gonna get something in return. But I never was on like the just get rid of him to get rid of him because he's a bad player. Because I think especially with a case, in a case like ghost, and we're kind of seeing that now. Like if you gave him some time and, and not traded him for pennies, he could turn around. And right now he's a piece that we need. I would like to bolster that top four with another like top four defenseman but for right now ghost is definitely working as a, a good partner for Provorov. um the thing with ghost he reminds me of two players like two forwards samuel moore no you need a second to kind of explain this so like raffle and martin mm. um first with raffle a, a guy that everyone just seemed to hate just because like he was always playing the top six and he just obviously wasn't a top six player and he just like oh raffle he sucks but like as soon as as soon as you built out a good forward core and he had became a bottom six forward he's now kind of developing into like a, a little bit of like a sneaky fan favorite because he's on the fourth line killing it right and then i say that and then and then the thing of Lawton, right, he's a guy that people had high expectations for, first-round pick, you know, dubbed the next Mike Richards. He was our only prospect for years. Like, we had nobody but Scott Lawton. <laughs> so everyone just had these high expectations for him, and he just couldn't work out as a top-six player. He goes down to the AHL. They they change it. They basically say, all right, you, you're, you'd be a great bottom-sixer. He works on that, and, and now he's here, and he's a fan favorite because he's a, a great bottom-six forward ghost came out of nowhere was a third round pick no one really he was on wasn't on a lot of people's radar until he started tearing it up in college and he has a great rookie year he follows that up a couple years later with 65 points and people start to think that ghost is going to be like a perennial top pair defenseman they, they're thinking we got a roman yossi and they have high expectations for him but that's not who he is he's very He's a very useful player if you have a good defense, right? If you have Matt Niskanen on your on your top six and you have Provorov, Sanheim, and Myers as your top four, and Ghost is on the bottom pair with another, you know, not a Hag or Gustafson or Braun, like another good bottom pair defenseman because those guys are not NHL defensemen. Um, if if that's how you have your defense constructed, Ghost works. So he's not he's still an asset to a team. It just the defense like the Flyers defense right now currently constructed with the, the surprise retirement of Niskanen, it's it exposes the defense a little bit. But that doesn't mean like, oh, just get rid of them to get rid of them. But it's the way the defense is constructed is not uh a, you know, it's not gonna work long term. I think yeah. that's a good way of putting it too, and especially now because I think from before I think a lot like when he was starting to play down, um, I, I feel like I think at the time when he like first started slumping, um, it, you know, back when we had Haxtell as coach, I feel like he wasn't allowed to take risks as much as he used to. Like he wasn't allowed to play his game. And last season, 
Elaine Vigneault didn't really know what to do with him, so it was kind of like an awkward situation. Like, you know, play, you know, we'll put you on a third pair, be comfortable, but Ghost still has his habits from when Haxel was coaching him. And I think this year he's actually, back, you know, now that he's back in the top four role, he, I think he's been given a little bit more freedom. I think that's good for him. But I think what you said, Deb, was right. If you have him on the third pair with a guy who isn't Hag or Braun, it would it would work out. That would be your best case scenario. I think the thing with Ghost, um, where everybody expected him to be that, you know, 60-point-a-year, 50, 50 to 60-point-a-year player, right, is he was in the league for two years at the time, realistically, you know what I mean? There wasn't a ton of film on him, and he was making the same moves over and over again. And then he got hurt, right? And he had knee issues. And then he had other knee issues, and he's not able to make the same moves. And I think he he tried to be the player. He was he was really let down by his coaching staff, to say the least, with Haxtell and his staff. I think that AV and the, the myriad of, of head coaches that are now our assistant coaches, right, uh, with Tarion and Mike Yo and whatnot, they they do have that ability to kind of bring him up. And these are these are coaches that have dealt with some of the best defensemen in the league. Mike Yo had uh, Ryan Suter, Michelle Tarion always had good the defensive teams in Montreal. I think those people can help bring him to a better all-round player. He's never going to be a fifty to sixty point player again. He never will be. He's just he's not he's not the same guy anymore, and I think that's okay because what he can be is a useful third pairing defenseman who gets you points on the power play. He's not going to be out there I, getting I, you twenty I don't want to say that he can ever get to that feeling again. So well, I want to comment on the, the like this idea that a, like the league got a book on him. Sure. Um, so he he broke out. It when in in two thousand fifteen, you know, as as a rookie, basically joined the team halfway through the year, and his or it wasn't it was not halfway through the year. He played sixty four games. I'm looking at Hockey Reference. Um, uh, yeah, he joined the team after the season started, and his breakout was pretty much what. Not the Flyers into the playoffs that year. I don't know if you guys remember that year, yep. they like well, it's like run in like February and, mm-hmm. and March and like and just barely made it in. I think that might have been the year uh, Ed Snyder died. Um, it might be a bracelet year, but uh, then the next year he sucked. I mean, he just wasn't. He had a sophomore slump. He wasn't good, right? So that's so then he had two years of being in the NHL. And then he had his best season yet, his third season, where he scored 65 points and was 10th in Norris voting. Um, then he got injured, and it kind of fell off the rails a little bit. So he had a 37-point season after that. It was minus 20. And then the AD season, where he only played 40 games. Um, so we're only two seasons removed from him being a 65-point defenseman. I don't think, I don't think it's likely that he gets back there. But I don't think it's like out of the realm of possibility that he was just injured and had some bad luck and got in a bad headspace and was in a bad situation and couldn't succeed. And 
if all things go right, he could. But he's not going to succeed on this version of the Flyers defense, which we should probably talk about the bottom pair. Yeah. It's crazy it to is... me that, that uh, it's been only two seasons. We're, we're two years removed from 65-point Shane Goss' bear. Like, that feels like forever ago. Like, you you could have told me that was six years ago, and I've been like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, so 65 points in 27-18, and then 37 points in 2018-19, and then 12 points last year. I think the 2017-18 year was the the bracelets, the wristbands. Oh, was it? I think so, because the time I was working at Sears when that happened, and I wasn't in Sears in 2015-16. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we're only, yeah, he's he's 27 years old, and two years ago he was great. Yeah, it might be three years ago. It's got to be three years ago. It's got to be. It's it's got to be three. Two seasons ago. So like I'm looking at stats. That's there's two. two There's not including this season. Yeah, twenty. So twenty seventeen eighteen sixty five points. Twenty eighteen nineteen thirty seven points. Twenty nineteen twenty twelve points. Then twenty twenty one, which is this season. It's so three seasons. Like there's been two full seasons. Uh, Well, we're on the third season. This is the third season he's played yes. three. It's we're ten games in, so I didn't count this but, year. No, that's but. that's fair. But no, like timeline wise, you you kind of have to count this year. Like you don't have to count his points, but like I'll count this year when the season's over. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like it has been three seasons though since that. Three like, years. We're, we're it's been two. Se- it's been two. It's been two seasons and ten games. Yeah. <laughs> That's still three seasons. I, I don't. Or is it three years? Or is it three years? Well, it, it's 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 three. <laughs> it's years. both. Four years. Well, be, no, two, we, two complete we, seasons. The thing that is really it's confusing, still three years. It's still 2018 to 2021. It's still 2018 to 2021. 27. Okay. 2017. 2017. 2018. 2019. We're not one arguing season. this. But yes. 2019-2020, two seasons. We are now in the third season. Correct. Three seasons removed his from his 65 years point. Re- we're two seasons removed because this season just started. It, it still counts. Count it does count. It 100% counts. Maybe, maybe you have to go through, like, what if we what if we say, like, the halfway mark counts? No, we get it still game. counts. No, you can't. I don't think you could say. It doesn't count because that's it like does saying. Count. It's like saying Carter Hart's had three seasons under his belt. Yeah, it depends on the context. Because if you're saying, no, how you wouldn't many... say that. You wouldn't say Carter Hart's a three-year vet. No, because he's had one full season. The two seasons. This is a third. No, you're not. No, he had a full season and then like twenty games. <sighs> Wait, right. do 20 games count as full seasons? No. <laughs> By your logic. Oh, my God. That is not even close <laughs> to true. The, the fact is, the Flyers... Carter Hart played 30 games in 2018-19 That's th- as a goalie, so that counts as a season. And then 40 games... This is his third season. 43 games last year. This so is this his is third his season. third season, but would you... So you're saying he's a three-year vet. He's played seven games so far this I'm saying he's in his third season. Like what? I don't. I don't he's understand. It, yeah, I feel like you're just seasons. not understanding. You have to count. There's a season, 
and then there's a second season, and then the third season ago is 2018, where he scored 65 points. It's three so we're seasons. Not counting this year for Carter okay. Hart, but we are for it's one... still. <laughs> but we so, are for Goss. Wait, wait. So last last season was last season, right? Yeah. Or was it two seasons ago? Because this season counts. This... Last season was last season. Then there was two seasons ago, okay, and then, then three seasons ago was sixty-five. It's there. No, you're just wrong. We're moving on. No, 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 no. And I got you. I got you. I got you. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. So <laughs> we're talking about Carter Hart. Okay. Yeah, he has. How many seasons has he played? He's played two seasons, and this is his third season. Okay. Because he had last right. season and the year before that. That is two. Okay. Now listen. You're ready for this? Okay. You have last year for Goss's beer with 12, the year before that with 37, and the year before that is three with 65. Three seasons. It It's just math. It's simple math. I have I have proved this to you. Like, I, I, I can't even, I don't even, there's no other way to put this. We are now in the fourth season since Wait, then. now it's four seasons? <laughs> no. 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 No, we're done. We're done. Right. We're not doing this because I, I just proved no, no. to you we, we with Matt. I just proved to you with Matt. Last season, the year I'm before that, in 65. T okay, count with you me. You just keep saying, you just keep yelling out that last From season. From my point of view, this is going back and forth between saying Carter Hart this year doesn't count, but Shane Goss' no. Bears Okay, listen. Okay. Listen to me. Listen to me, okay? Carter Hart is playing this year. Okay, we're not counting that. Ready? Wait, wait. What, 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 just wait. All right, wait, wait. Let me finish this whole thing. So we had last year, which is one. Hold your fingers up, because I know this is hard. And then the year before that, which is two. Okay? okay. Now ready? Gosta's beer. Okay. That's two seasons. We're not... That's what I just said. I just said it was two you seasons. You don't count the I just said it. I just said it was... You do, because that was... Why not? Because... Why not? That is the season, the season that we're talking about. We're... Correct. So right. we had well, last two year seasons removed from it, so that so there was there's between now and the sixty five point season there was two seasons. So the two bad seasons since the sixty five point season. Yes, three seasons ago. Yeah, no. right, three <laughs> seasons ago, but two seasons removed from that. Three two seasons, seasons removed from three seasons ago. Yeah, I feel like. We're arguing about two different things at this point. I, I, Why don't you explain like this to me, like I'm five? I feel like we're arguing <laughs> about two different things. Let's let's just compromise <laughs> and say that we are two seasons removed from three seasons ago. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing we've ever talked about. You can either compromise now, or we could we can take an intermission and come back with closing yeah, arguments been... on this. Taking common core math. And then three seasons ago, JVR was in Toronto. Well, I don't have JVRs. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's know. no, the 65 point season is last year. You're saying three seasons ago, and I'm saying we are two seasons removed from three seasons ago. <laughs> we really can't do this this late at night. <laughs> There's too much thinking. I can't do this. We need to move on. Uh, my my brain is so fried now. Because right, you were saying you can't believe that it's only been two seasons of bad. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> how <laughs> how many years is that? <laughs> All right.
All what's right. the cut? Is it 2017 or 2018? At this point, I don't care. <laughs> okay. 2017 was four years ago. 2018 was only three years ago, but it was the 2017-2018. So it was three years All ago. Right, so it's been a long time. So it feels like the amount of time it's been. Okay, that's that was anyway. my point. I was like, it feels longer than two years, but I I guess we're just counting seasons. Oh, I don't know. God. We've entered a different dimension where math do, doesn't make sense. Just let's move on from this this <laughs> argument. Two bad seasons between sure. now and the good ghost season. It's fine. I can get behind it, that. It is, it is the whole point. I'm crying. Thing. Right, so Ghost had a great... Ghost had a three-year period where two of the years were great, and then a two-year period where they were both bad. Uh, right, so he's had five full seasons. This is his sixth season. Yes. So, unless you want to count the two games he played in 2014. No, but absolutely not. I'm going to do that. Um, All right, what's the next topic? Lana, we hit Lana yet? We didn't touch Lana. I don't even think we have time. We're at an hour. Lana was traded. All right, moving on. Lana was traded. (laughs) Has he joined the Blue Jackets? I'm never going to get him. I think he played his first game yesterday. Okay, how is Pierre Luc Dubois not playing for Winnipeg yet? Because he's on my fantasy team. Canada has. They have like Canada has a 14 day mandatory quarantine, and uh, America doesn't. Oh, because they're a good co- – okay, gotcha. They care about the health of their citizens. Gotcha. Um, we got one last topic. We got we got an email. Well, we got multiple emails from Polly. Um, three of them – well, two of them were just um, him photoshopping my face on Freddie Anderson's body. Uh, Great goalie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that happened. Drew's favorite. Yep. Uh, my favorite ever. Uh, but he also sent us a question, guys, and I think this is a good way to end it after that mess. Of, uh, and he, he, he gave us a would you rather. So he said, would you rather permanently move to Columbus, Ohio, or have the Flyers sign Dave Haxtell back as the head coach to a multi-year deal, personal wakeboarding trips included, but everyone in the world knows it was solely your call to make, assuming that you did it strictly for the private wakeboarding lessons with Hack. In this scenario, I get to wakeboard. That's what we're Correct. Go with that but everybody would know that you're the reason why he who must not be named is back coaching behind the bench in the Flyers. We already named him. But but do they know my other option was living in Ohio? There's a lot of factors he, at play. So here. the thing is, is I kind of agree with you, because one, I think it'd be cool if I could wakeboard. Two, it's Ohio. And I don't really know what's out in Ohio, but I've been told there's nothing out there. Apparently, it's just like farmland, and then you get to like Columbus, and there's nothing there. And then Cincinnati has a really good barbecue place on the river. I've actually heard this from multiple people. Um, that's an interesting thing. And then there's like I imagine there's that like Ohio is a lot like Pennsylvania, just without any cities. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that they have the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then they also have the the Football Hall of Fame, which which to me is they're just buildings filled with stuff. We could just move them to a different state, you know? Plus, like, you know, it's not like live in Ohio for a couple of years. It's permanently, which I assume means the rest of your life. So, I mean, fuck it. I'll, I'll wakeboard with Haxel for a couple of years until which he honestly, gets fired again. If I had to permanently move to Columbus, Ohio, it wouldn't be that long because, you know, it's Ohio. And, uh... <clears throat> Anyways. So here's the thing. Uh, yeah. you, just have to, you just have to move there. Yeah. You don't have to spend your time there. You do. So That's I would what just, it means to I would take there. moving to Ohio 
and then I would just take a very long vacation to Philadelphia that's, that's forever. Not that that's, that's not <laughs> how that works. You have to permanently move to Columbus. If right? I'm in a hotel, yeah. it counts. I'm in a hotel. It's a vacation. Where, I can't vacation? No, because you can work. No, no, no. no Wait, no. Is it, are you getting a lots, lots of money in this it. scenario? No, this isn't. This isn't how that works. Because, no, you're breaking the rules. <laughs> no, Not you please. either you either have to move and live in Ohio, and you can't take a long okay. vacation. That's just dumb. <laughs> That's just dumb. That's not even a loophole. That's just dumb. Or you have to sign Dave Haxtell, and everybody knows you did it. You can't know. You can't take a long permanent I'm vacation. Because permanent take a vacation vaca to Sesame. The permanent. Take my kid to Sesame. It doesn't. Who's, he's <laughs> always wanted to go. You he can... loves Cookie Monster. Yeah, guess what? And everybody loves Cookie Monster. Stay at the One. Two, you do that for a week, and then guess what? You're going back to fucking Ohio. Well, then I'll stay at my house in Ohio for a few days, and then Luke wants to go back to Sesame Place, so I you guess we're going back. You can't afford these trips. Why not? Because you moved to Ohio. Because <laughs> you moved to Ohio. Ohio is a very low cost of living. <laughs> I'm not allowing you to get this loophole. You either ruin to Ohio and stay in there, except for the week vacations that you're allowed oh, to take. Hey, you know what? I'll give you I'll give you one month vacation worth a year. Right, I'll just spread that out over the year, so every other day or whatever, I'll be in Philly. <laughs> That's not... a lot of a lot I'll, of plane trips. Hourly, so if you're me, uh, you know, uh, Elon Musk is building a hyperloop. Um, <laughs> You know what? No. Here, here's why you got to take the hacks off. Oh, thing. here we go. Wait, wait. No, I got it. I got a better idea than vacation. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I got go ahead. a better idea. Sure. I can live in Ohio, but still work in Philly, so I'll just commute every day. <laughs> that is just a just waste of money. That's yeah, flights. Travel expenses are covered under taxes. Tax write-off. I don't think they'll write that off. Anyways, um, here's why you gotta I will become go... a traveling salesman. All right, Devin. Devin, listen, <laughs> listen. Here's why you pick the Dave Hacksaw. Well, to keeping out of Philadelphia. Here's here's why you gotta pick the Hacksaw thing. Okay, one wakeboarding. We all know this. Second, you got a you got a great picture wakeboarding because he's got a great picture wakeboarding, so he knows a guy. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That was Photoshop. You get a you get a story written about you. You can already get a story written about you. Fourth, it says multi-year deal. I don't know. I it says multi-year deal, which means what if it two. It was the weasel. Dude, what if I'm it was it the up. weasel? Look it up. While I explain that a multi-year deal just means more than one, which is two, so we only have to deal with him for two years. And honestly, we're probably gonna have to rebuild in a little while. It could be those two years. I think it works out. It was the weasel. Oh my no god. No way. It was the weasel? <laughs> yeah, Mike something. Yep. Mike Selsky or something. Mike should Mike should I, I, I had a feeling it was because I feel like that came up when after Voracek called him a weasel. Uh, like I posted that. Oh, that... whoa. This is a video. Wait, there's a video of him on the wakeboard? I'm yeah. You guys link. Actually, oh the god. shot of him wakeboarding came from me screenshotting that video. It's just, it's You're just a, like a, it's a, it's like a GIF. Like, come look, oh go, God. click the link to this article. And Where's the link? If you're on, all right, I just dropped it in the dock, like in the middle. <laughs> in the, just you're randomly on a, somewhere. You're on a computer, it's great. You gotta oh, actually copy and paste. I, oh, okay, I see it now. 
Oh, there's like there's so many pictures. Oh here. my god, that's, that's incredible. We're gonna have to like, you know. Oh. My I never god. read this article. I just saw the like the post and thought like the whole like the title was so ridiculous that I never like read it. I just laughed at it. Yo, oh, they really. Man. I feel like they updated yeah. this because the, the header. That's. I feel like that's new. I remember reading this when they first came out because it was hilarious. I I feel like. I feel like I want to look that cool. I mean, don't you? I mean, um, oh. are we saying he looks cool? I, mean, I don't think he looks cool. He's got really pasty, pale arms, and he's wakeboarding. Yeah. Really slowly. He's not doing any tricks. <laughs> but. He's just, he's just. Just going back and forth. But. <laughs> this is what makes you a good <laughs> coach. <laughs> oh my god, I never saw this before. I thought it was just a still shot. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? You're a professional. It's all open. You're a professional journalist, and oh my God, he's got a bobblehead. And this is you're you're like you know what? I like this guy. He's he, I like I like Dave Haxtell. He's he's a nice guy. How can I get the Flyers fans to fall in love with him like I have? He wakeboards. That's it. Dude, this it writes itself. It writes itself. Dude, this guy wrote, like, I remember reading this. I don't remember it being this long. This is a fucking long-ass article. Did you guys notice the title? Dave Haxtell unmasked. Dave was he Haxtell. ever wearing mask? Unmasked. This never, was... His mask was his terrible hockey coach. <laughs> oh, my God, guys. He, he predicted. He's not a goalie. <laughs> he, pre he predicted COVID. He predicted COVID. Did he? The, the little weasel. Because he's unmasked. The yeah. mask reference. Yeah. Get it? Masks. Okay. There we go. I thought you said like Dave Haxtell did. Like, like he said something crazy. Like Dave we're going to be in a pandemic Dave Haxtell is a soothsayer. And he <laughs> knows things that we Well, I mean, he's coached college kids. So he knows how gross people can get. It's true. It's true. Soothsayer is a weird the soothsayer, thing yeah. Just, yeah. that we say. Guys, it's it's. Midnight. Why are they called soothsayers? I don't know. Look it up. It's it's midnight, guys. I like that's a mystery in my life. Soothsayer. I don't I don't know why they they call that. This Dave Haxtell thing doesn't stop, and I can't like leave it. Dave's <laughs> gonna read this whole article tonight. You can just. <laughs> you can just like you know. He not... likes ACDC. Not a surprise. Oh, was he? What do you think his favorite song is? Does it go into that? Gotta be something basic, right? Back in black. Oh, okay. Uh, Dev, by the way, soothe is an archaic word meaning truth, so they're the truth sayer. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's been documented in print as far back as the 14th century. Interesting. Alright, well, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's late, guys. Yeah, I think, it's after... about that. I think it's about that time. For some reason, there's a picture of Mike Keenan in this article. There is a random picture of Mike Keenan. I was very confused about it. I was just going to glance over, but hey, I, I guess we're just going to talk about this article now. This is... <laughs> is this our first uh, episode where we've gone into two days now? Yes, Started it on is. the third, now we're in the fourth. Now we're in the fourth. Now we're in the day that it, it comes out. This is weird. 
the smack on my mic. Oh, this article was written when they wrote this article. There had already been fire Hackstall chance. Yeah, they no, they they wrote this ha article because Hackstall was like under like huge fire from the fan base, and they were like, "It was How fired." Can we get like, this was the season. This, right? this was the season he was fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like it, I feel like this article only made it worse because it was like so obvious what they were trying to do. It's like this guy's clearly hated for some reason. Let's try and get people to like him and say he wakeboards and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Listens to ACDC, owns a boat, he likes to fish. What a guy! Oh, he likes to fish. That's good. That's my kind of guy right there. You know. Well, Dave Hacksaw was trying so hard to be Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock is apparently a piece of shit, according to uh, a lot of people other. say that. Yeah, yeah, says he's uh, a bully or something. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of shit out there that, like you know, like he thinks like hazing and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I, I forget the whole the whole thing. I'd have mm -hmm. to look at Mitch Marner incident is actually like the the least. Of all the ones that were that are yeah, out. there was that whole this thing was, like, with the happened in Toronto, mm -hmm. so like that one blew up. But the I forget it was a European player, like apparently a lot they, of like, Red a lot of Red Wings players weren't uh, very no, happy with them either. Nice. Like even though they were winning, but, like, uh, I think uh, even Zetterberg had an issue with them at one point. I, for, I forget. Yeah, so, I'd, like, have he, to, he, I'd have to look I back into everything, you know, but. Was, him away from a fifteen hundred, and he benched him. Hmm. Like that's one of them. Yeah. So Mike Madonna has four one thousand four hundred ninety nine games played, and in his last season, um, he played forty games with Detroit under Babcock. Like Babcock just had to start him one more time so he get the fifteen hundred, and that's like a big deal for players. So he was a dick there, and then. There's another player, I can't remember who it was, but basically he has like PTSD. He has to, like, get, to get counseling and stuff because of playing bad cop. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, the stuff that. Like I said, I, I read into it back when the thing, when uh, Mitch Marner uh, came out. Um, and I kind, of, I kind of forgot everything that happened, but there was a lot. Yeah. yeah, there's this, there's this thing. So like, apparently, Mike Babcock has a degree in psychology, and apparently, he uses it for evil, pretty much. So basically, he yeah. wakes up and chooses violence every day. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, right, I think this is a good, good episode. Now. I'm tired. And I feel better after that. Terrible I do feel game. better. I do feel better after that. And I you know almost what? forgot about it. And you know what? That's what we're here for. They help you make you feel better about terrible things, and they almost make you forget about it, and to argue about who can count. It was like this was therapy. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Dev. You know what? I'm sorry for arguing with you about stuff that we were probably not arguing about the same thing. I feel like it's okay. It doesn't matter that you don't know how to count. You don't know how <laughs> to count either. To and I counted with my fingers and my toes, so I can't be wrong. Okay. <clears throat> All twelve of them. Ah, thirteen actually. I got I got a new one. <laughs> fucking hilarious <laughs> just, just uh, your guys is quiet 
All right. Well, well this fun. has been this has been terrible. I loved it, but this has been I don't even know. Uh, if you have questions or stuff, I guess you can send us an email. <laughs> ask us more insane <laughs> ask scenarios. Us, ask us some more things to get us on the Dave Hackstall train again uh, for some reason. Um, you can uh, send us an email at wizwithhockey at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at wiz underscore wit underscore hockey. Uh, you can follow myself at TheBigDrew92. You can follow Devin at DevinS93. You can follow Ryan at SauceBoyCush. Jesus, that's a mouthful. I've been Drew. He's been Devin. I got nothing tonight. And he's been Ryan. I hope you enjoy your uh, commute home, Polly. That was all for you. Yeah. Yeah. And for Polly, Cust. If and you, for Cust. Uh, you, and you for can Cust. change the speed at which your podcast plays on the podcast app. So if you put it onto 0.75, we'll all talk a little slower and it'll last longer. Oh, true. And this is also for Cust because we kept delaying it because of inclement weather and us being tired. Um,. I'm because still tired. So am I. Um, <laughs> but we're here, um, and we're all old. So Dev's got a kid. It's a whole thing. Um, it's a whole thing. He was losing his mind because we weren't making a new episode. But yeah, we're gonna try and. Uh, now he's gonna move to Ohio with the kid too. Hey, so. listen, we're only we're only a couple days <laughs> late. Yeah, I have to move. True. Yeah. We're only, yeah, you don't want to bring the kid to, to Ohio. <laughs> listen, we're only a couple days late this time. We said we were trying to try to do every this other is, week. You know, we're like the NHL. We just have lockouts. Yeah. So that's why we don't do episodes. We have disputes amongst each other. Contract disagreements. We're always it, trying to get paid. I, I just, <laughs> well, the thing is, I had to renegotiate my contract because I started my diet. And I couldn't get paid in cookies anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cookie <clears throat> Monster is a great, a great character. He is. Just top-notch. All the other characters on Sesame Street are really kind of just annoying. Guys, I don't I don't know when to hit stop recording. I feel like we just we don't know how to end <laughs> this properly. Say, wait, is there a spot here where I don't, are you going to just cut one of our sentences out and I, that'll be it? I, 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 Elmo is just terrible. And then... <laughs>